from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Four Toledo City Council members are under criminal investigation. Kaylee Kirby reports federal agents have been investigating Toledo City Council members for two years. The case centered around allegations that Tyrone Riley, Yvonne Harper, Larry Sykes, and Gary Johnson accepted bribes from business owners in exchange for their votes in City Council. The FBI tracked phone calls, text messages, and in-person meetings. They've also combed through financial, business, and government records. These documents alleged Harper used attorney Keith Mitchell to funnel bribe payments. The FBI tracked several specific accusations of bribery involving Riley, Harper, Sykes, and Johnson spanning years. Kaylee Kirby in Toledo. A statue of Christopher Columbus that once stood in front of Columbus City Hall was removed by city crews this morning. Laura Borchers has more. Several people watched as workers shifted the crane into gear, hoisted it from its perch, then towed it away. The Christopher Columbus statue was fastened into place in 1955 as local resident Londa Mazdea Brunetto said her family helped secure the gift. City lost. The city surrendered and didn't even know what was happening. Brunetto says the statue was a tribute to Italian immigrants that she fought to keep up. The next question is, what artwork will take the place? Well, the mayor has said he's going to look for public input from all of the community, and he's working with the Columbus Art Commission. Downtown, I'm Laura Borchers. Columbus City Council is discussing the possibility of demilitarizing the Columbus Division of Police. Lacey Crisp spoke to a retired officer who says that decision could risk lives. James Scanlon retired from the Columbus Police Department after 33 years of service. He was on the department's SWAT team and says he had a few close calls. If I hadn't had the shield on and had the, the riot gear on, uh, I would have been hospitalized, probably disfigured for quite some time. A Columbus City Council member Elizabeth Brown argues by taking away the riot gear and some heavy equipment, it will help build trust with the community. It should never feel to residents as if we are at war when police are in their neighborhood. There's no word on when a possible vote would happen in Columbus. Lacey Crisp. Ohio closed its financial books on a painful fiscal year at midnight. A victim of the coronavirus pandemic that closed businesses, cost Ohioans their jobs, and trashed state tax collections. More from Angela Ann. According to the Columbus Dispatch, the fiscal year that began today promises more pain and even bigger challenge as Republican leadership confronts a projected $2.1 billion shortfall in the $35 billion budget. In the mix to balance the budget, tapping the $2.7 billion rainy day fund and reducing state spending that could again hurt school districts and undercut social services. While seen as a last resort, the depth of the problem could prompt talk of tax increases in the General Assembly. Angela Ann, ONN News. Parents of students in the state's largest school district now know what the upcoming school year will look like, even if it's not the answer they wanted. Tracy Townsend reports from Columbus. The tentative plan was released yesterday during the Board of Education meeting in Columbus. Here are some of the basics of how the district plans to approach the upcoming school year. High school students will learn from home only for the first two quarters of the year, either through an online curriculum or a digital academy. K through eighth grade students will attend school two days in person, the other days online. Early childhood and pre-K students are going to do the same. I'm Tracy Townsend. 
One of the nation's leading epidemiologists said during testimony before Congress yesterday that the U.S. must change course on its coronavirus response if it hopes to slow the spread. More from Scott Light. We are now having 40-plus thousand new cases a day. I would not be surprised if we go up to 100,000 a day if this does not turn around. That is the warning from Dr. Anthony Fauci during a Senate hearing about the nation returning to work and returning to school. He says the numbers nationwide are going in the wrong direction and something must be done quickly to turn things around. I'm Scott Light. Recent genetic studies suggest people with certain blood types may be more likely to develop a severe form of COVID-19. Angela Ann explains. The New York Times reports a genetic study of more than 1,600 COVID-19 patients in Italy and Spain suggested that having type A blood resulted in a 50% increase in the likelihood that a patient would need to get oxygen or to go on a ventilator. The reasons why blood types might affect COVID-19 are unknown. Genetic variations may influence whether, in some people, the coronavirus triggers an overreaction of the immune system, leading to massive inflammation and lung damage. Angela Ann, ONN News. And starting today, state law says you can get rid of your front license plate if you choose. Beat Scalia has more. The move will reportedly save the state roughly $1.5 million a year. Removing the front license plate, though, was met with pushback from members of law enforcement who argue that front license plates improve public safety and make it easier for them to catch criminals. Ohio is the 20th state to ditch the front plate. I'm Pete Scalia. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett from the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.